Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin. You're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today I'm joined by my lovely host. Couldn't do it without him. Need them by my side. Really has become codependent at this point. We have the woman who is, uh, you know, trying to stay at every luxury hotel in New York before the end of the year, Gwen Flamberg. That's me. And may I say that the plaza is very, you know, if I was Eloise, I would have stayed here too. Would have lived there too. <laughs> and Sarah Huron, who's wearing a shirt that is just lovely today with her new Gen Z haircut. I already said it. Sarah Huron. The curtain bangs are back. The free Britney's on. I wish I was Eloise. I'm just a millennial trying to be a Gen Z, you know? You sure look like it. You're one bucket hack at pearl necklace away from Gen Z. Guys, we have a lot of news today. We have a tragedy that I can't even begin to speak about now because it is real, real bad, y'all, and the Kardashians are involved. We have hot new hookups. We have old hookups that we can't stop talking about. We have a pop star who's getting a designer bridal dress whipped up, a couple sharing clothes, and a future king eating live animals. Yeah, for all that and more, stay tuned. But let's start with our woe of the week, the story that made all of our co-hosts just grasp their pearls. Aaron, why don't you tell us what made you go woe this week? All right. Well, I covered the CMA Awards for Us Weekly, so I watched them so you don't have to. If you want to know what went down, go to usmagazine.com. There is a stylish red carpet gallery up there as well. Um, killing it right now on the site. But it really, everything that went down can be summed up in the first three minutes, which was Luke Bryan's attempt at a monologue. And he's a lovely man, but it was a very tough sell of him <laughs> trying to perform jokes. But he did oh. get one, one good headline when he said, and I quote, Whatever makes you country, you are welcome here tonight. Rest assured, we are following all health protocols to keep everyone safe. It's so great to be here with all my fellow artists, tested and together or immunized. Who is it? Just playing. And then the camera cut to a very pissed off Carrie Underwood who <laughs> looked less than amused and was side eyeing um, because in case you missed it, Carrie Underwood and her husband, Mike Fisher, have, um, you know, 
stood with Aaron and stood with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who is under fire right now, obviously for lying about his vaccination status or being accused of. Um, and her husband, Mike Fisher, wrote this whole post about how he stands with Aaron Rodgers, and Carrie liked it, and the, her face was just well worthy. To be honest, it was quite. It makes me want her to be on like a housewife show or something. Like I think, I think Carrie can throw down. I would love her on the Real Housewives of Nashville. That I that face was so. It said so many different things. It said like, "F you!" Like, "How dare you!" I'm coming for you later. There was a lot of emotion behind those eyebrows. And of course, I immediately found someone who had the stream, could scream, grab it, and put it all over the internet. So now it will be there forever. <laughs> Thank you for doing the Lord's work at the CMAs, Sarah. All right, Gwen Flamberg, what made you go well this week? Um, the fact that Jason Momoa, who I am obsessed with, but like he wears shoes that are too small for his feet. Yeah. He keeps wearing like what should be loafers but as slides with the back you know like kinds of pushed down and I appreciate this because I like to wear slides too but I just think it's really funny that this like giant enormous guy <laughs> is wearing shoes that are too small for his feet simply because he likes the look of them and and maybe also the feel but you guys go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and read the whole story it will give you a giggle and who doesn't need a giggle it really is a giggle the pictures are so funny it's sort of you know, I get that it's hard to buy designer shoes at any gender when you're on the higher end of the size chart, but I, something tells me he has someone on his team that could probably get him a shoe that fits well, but it's just seeing him, like, hang out of all the shoes, and it's even amazing. when it doesn't have a back and his heel is, like, on the actual <laughs> earth or on the red carpet, it is so, so strange. The thing that I love about Jason Momoa is that he's, like, you know, he's a huge star Aquaman like massive box office success but he is still like such a kind of like down-to-earth gee whiz like he loves guys follow him on Instagram because it's just pictures of him like with his arm around celebrities like he can't even believe that he's got the audience with them like he's like I'm with Betty White you know like he's just as excited as we are Jason Momoa is all of us except that most of us wear shoes that fit us and damn, does he look good. Worth a follow. Hot. <laughs> um, well, my woe this week was I never thought I would see a Prince Harry and Spider-Man crossover. I didn't think this was something that I would live in my life and see. But here we are. Cut to the New York Times Dealbook Conference uh, in New York on Tuesday. The Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, she was asked why she made a paternal leave her central issue when she has had this great privilege to lobby members of Congress, yada, yada, yada. She said, you mentioned privilege. My husband always says, with great privilege comes great responsibility. Um, she made no mention that uh, he actually stole this from Peter Parker in <laughs> Spider-Man, and that is his one principle. The original goes, with great power comes great responsibility. There it is. Wow. Um, the saying's thought to have been around since the French Revolution, but uh, the the Spider Man is the quote that most people know it for. So I I I hope that Prince Harry. I feel like he's a Spider Man fan. Most gingers are because Peter <laughs> was ginger for a while. So true. And when no. Stacy, she was the redhead too. Yeah, lots of great mm. redhead representation. We're such comic book geeks today. I did have to ask that while we talk about Meghan and Harry, what did you guys think of the red dress at the at the gate? gala or whatever it was 
So yeah. I think that she's a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. I so always it. preface it I, with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, listen, she has a postpartum, like a new mom bod. So let's not be shamey. But the dress didn't fit her. It did not fit her. Well, she, her wedding dress didn't fit her either. It was too True, big. but yeah. you know, with wedding dresses, it's kind of like, you can give a pass for that because it's like, people get fitted for their wedding dresses. They lose weight. They're really nervous about their wedding. And it's like very few brides, the wedding dress fits perfectly. This dress, she wasn't filling out the cups. It was sort of ill-fitting. She had back fat rolling over in the back. Like I, I love red on her. She did. She did. It just, it didn't fit her. And I understand she's a new mom. She's got a postpartum bod and understandable. I just... You know, they make so few red carpet appearances. This mm-hmm. is their first one in like forever. And I just kind of wanted more from it. Wow. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very glad you asked. I thought the dress was really cool. It was high fashion and sort of different. The cups did really sort of throw me for a loop, though. I was like, oh, they're just, they, her breasts looked uncomfortable in the dress. And again, I'm not blaming her. These people have stylists and teams around them whose only job it is to do this. But, you know, Angelina hair extensions happen to good people all of the time. Mm. So I guess this was happening. Um, Well, let us jump in to the relationship that my mother asked why we were all so up in a tizzy about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. And I didn't quite know how to explain it to her, but I am still thrown for a loop. And we have some new source information on the couple. We heard from a source close to Kim that she has, quote, such an easy time with Pete and that she is happy um, and falling for him. Kim's inner circle is eager for Kim to have fun and be free, of course, amid her divorce with Kanye West. Uh, We also hear that he's always smiling. She's always smiling and excited when she's hanging out with him. He makes her laugh. No surprise there. Um, But it seems like this relationship is a little bit more real from sources close to Kim than we might have previously thought. All right, I would just like to poll the audience. How long do you think Pete and Kim will last be together? Is it forever? Is it already over? What's going on? I believe that Pete Davidson will make a cameo at the Kardashian Christmas Eve party. And there will be a New Year's Eve. I'm still standing on the either the Kravis wedding or some sort of Kim Pete New Year's Eve situation. And then before the end of January, we will have no no recollection of this. Like that timeline? Gwen, what do you think? I mean, honestly, I don't know. We said this about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, right? We were giving it a timeline of it's going to be till September. Well, we're, you know, in November. Not only are they going strong, <laughs> it looks like, you know, they might be going the distance. I still don't know what to make of the Kim and Pete thing. I I do think that it is for attention and to take the spotlight off of Kravis. I don't know. I kind of like this theory, Sarah, that he's going to be at Christmas, but I don't know that he's then going away. Wow. I don't I'm- know. There's really two schools of thought just battling in my head, you know, like the sort of philosophers of yesteryear. That's how I feel thinking (laughs) about Kim and Pete, that 
one half of me thinks that Pete and Kim have broken up, you know, as of 10 minutes ago, they had a bad text exchange and it's over. Or I think this is going to last like a whole year because a lot of his relationships sort of last like six, seven, eight months to Mm -hmm. a year and a half with these women. So I I think we're looking at a year of Kim and Pete. No freaking way. Let's make a bet. Let's make a bet right now. I'm also the one that said that Benjamin was going to be forever. So I'm closest to that so That's far. That's fine. But I feel much more confident in my Kim analysis and my Pete analysis than my Ben Affleck analysis. So I think you're, we should you're make a very bet. good at I, you're some. All right. Let's make a bet right now. We are, <clears throat> I, I don't know what we have to make the bet for, but it's going to be reading something very embarrassing on this podcast. Oh, perfect. And I'm, and I'm going to say a year and a half is my Pete and Kim guess. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say February. Gwen? I mean, February is what I was going to say, but I need to take something different than Sarah Heron. So I'm going to say March. They're going to be just before spring fever hits, but they're okay. definitely going to stay together. They will find warmth in each other through the winter. Okay. I'm going to say uh july next july well sarah please take us into the next news topic uh dorit dorit uh with the mid-atlantic accent we feel so terrible for this atrocity happened to her last week she is opening up there is new footage tell us what's going on with dorit Yes. Um, if you missed it, um, Dorit Kemsley of the Houses of Beverly Hills, her house was robbed um, and the police did release the footage of the robbers breaking her glass door and going into her house because they are trying to find these men who stole jewelry and purses and shoes and accessories from her. Um, it's really scary, the video. And Dorit gave her first interview to her former co-star, Teddy Mellencamp, who is unexplicably an extra correspondent now um, and has brown hair, all besides the point. But um, Dorit said, quote, they were surprised to see me home. When they did, they pushed me to the ground. They said, who else is home? Um, She said they were talking, they were arguing with each other about murdering her. Um, One of them said, just kill her, just kill her already, just kill her. And all she could think was, I have to save those babies. I begged them. I begged for my life. I begged for all of our lives. I said, I don't care about it. Take it all. You can have it all. Please, I'm a mother. Please don't hurt me. They need me. Um, And obviously we know that in the end, the men left with over 10 grand of clothes, but did uh, items. I don't think it was clothes. I think it was more accessories, but did not um, physically harm Dorit and did not go into the kids' room. And they have no idea, which is obviously the priority and now Dorit just has to you know get over all the mental effects of this because it's definitely going to be going to she's going to have them she's going to need some therapy for sure my god this is so tragic we sort of knew a little bit from the police calls that they were threatening her life but hearing it from Dorit that's just a situation that no one should have to go through that sounds horrible scarred for life trauma 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 mama it is real real bad i feel so terrible for her and it's not even a time for me to make a sassy joke about her which i really want to because i feel bad for the woman it's just sad i'm glad her kids were saved from any of this trauma but we wish to read the best and happy healing love and light to you and yours (laughs) 
Gwen, take us on a levity and tell us about Britney Spears' wedding gown. That's what I would like to hear about now. I mean, guys, I hope that this is real, you know? So Brittany posted the other day wearing a dress and she kind of alluded to like, oh, you think that this is my wedding dress, but no, psych. It's actually, that's actually being designed right now by Versace. So first of all, I'm kind of like, all right, so there is an actual wedding in the future. And then I'm kind of like, Brittany and Versace? Yes, please. But who knows? Who knows if this is fact? Who knows if this is fiction? But I'm into it. And Sarah Heron, I like that you are wearing a free Britney shirt because, as you know, I am the leader of the free Britney movement. Of course you are. Listen, I just love everything that Britney is serving up lately. She is emboldened. She is seems like she's really happy and feeling actually really free. And I love that she keeps giving us these little Easter eggs. So I hope she is getting married. I hope that she is going to be stepping out in like a fabulous old school Britney body bearing, you know, body con wedding dress by Donatella Versace. And, you know, we shall see. But my fingers are crossed. What do you guys think? The dress she was wearing was so beautiful. First of all, I oh, love that, that really, dust. I know. It looked really that, beautiful. It would look great on you, Gwen. First of all, that was great. It the dusty, it would. It would. Yeah. That dusty pink corsity. <laughs> and Donatella and Brittany have a history. Mm-hmm. Brittany has been to the Versace show a bunch of times. Donatella has said great things about Brittany before Free Brittany, before her breakdown, after, during. Donatella has been a, a shocking voice of support for Miss Britney Spears throughout the ages. So I really do think that this collab could be happening right at the moment. You know, I went down a rabbit hole the other day because I had to, it had been 15 years since Britney filed for divorce from KFED on my birthday. Day. And oh, I had to do wow. like a look back on their like the way they were for for the for the chaotic. Fight. Yes, chaotic. And I put on chaotic clips on YouTube because mm-hmm. I know the wedding was on it, and I needed to get quotes. And the dress she wore to that wedding was just tragic, crazy. So I'm very much looking. And her hair was dark. It was just not a lingerie dress. Yes. Well, juicy couture sweatsuit. No, well, then the after was, party in the juicy yeah. sweatsuits that were like hose and bros or something, something like, that. like that. The guys wore bros and the girls yeah. wore hose or pimps and hose pimps, and something. I yes, I think I'm, it might have um, been pimps and hose. Yes. Long story Classy. short, if you haven't watched Chaotic, which was a six-episode UPN oh. spinoff of just Britney handheld and Kai-Fed handheld footage, it is the greatest ride you'll take, so please do. Um, but I'm just looking forward to seeing her in a maybe more princessy wedding dress that she deserves versus the, the tragedy that was the other wedding. And then, of course, the 55-hour wedding in her, like, sweatpants. So this is Britney's moment. I'm excited. <laughs> this really is her moment. Chaotic is well, and its namesake, the yes. most chaotic show television, and all available episodes on YouTube. So yes. go get it if you want to. Meet she the Barkers, too. It. I just started that. Guys, I'm going to have notes next week. Oh, please <laughs> do. I would like a full rundown of the highlights of that show. I will. Well, let's um, move on to this really, this tragedy that sort of hit me really hard today, this week, because it is so sad. All the footage coming out of it is so sad. It is the tragedy that happened at the World concert with Travis Scott, where Drake was brought on stage at the end of Travis's Scott concert. And sadly, at least eight people were killed. It's looking like it's going to be nine. And dozens more were injured at the concert that was in Houston. 
after Drake came on the stage, a large crowd began pushing towards the front of the stage during the performance. Um, the fire department tried to get in, but they just couldn't get into the crowd fast enough. There were too many people who were being trampled, who were being pushed, who were being shoved against the stage. Um, this is one of the deadliest crowd control disasters in the United States since 1979 um, at a show by The Who in Cincinnati, which left um, 11 people dead. And it's still unclear what prompted the crowd to surge forward, but witnesses described the scene as a chaotic scene before and during the concert, with many people trying to rush towards the front. One concert goer said the event was, quote, hectic from the beginning. Travis was on stage for telling the crowd, I want to see some rages. Who want to rage? Moments later, he could be heard saying, there's an ambulance in the crowd. Whoa. And apparently trying to calm the commotions. For several seconds, there was no music. He looked towards the crowd and at the red and blue lights um, in the sea of people. And he says, if everybody good, put a middle finger up in the sky. The music resumed. And then uh, Travis said, make the ground shake. The concert continued for another 30 minutes um, and then ended as Travis was waving to the crowd, jogging off stage, say, I love y'all, make it home safe. Um, the Live Nation concert organizer stopped the concert 30 minutes earlier than planned, but 40 minutes after city officials said the mass casualty event had become. 40 minutes after the mass casualty event had begun. Um, a ninth grade student, John Hilgert, at a memorial school, was the youngest who died in the in the incident. Um, John Hilgert was among the eight victims at the event, um, some of who have been identified, some have not. There was a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, 20, 21, a pair of 23-year-olds, and a 27-year-old victim. Um, the Houston police chief said that officials worried that ending the concert quickly would make the situation worse. He said, quote, you cannot just close when you have 50,000 individuals. We were worrying about rioting and riots when you have a group that so young. Now, oh, that was a mouthful and a really sad one. This is just, it's such a shocking, horrible thing to happen to really the country, the world, because you feel safe going to a concert. And even when they're crowded, you feel like you're not at risking death. And this conference, concert sort of shook us from all of this. Uh, who has thoughts? It's it's really sad. Well, first of all, I never feel safe at a concert. I never <laughs> feel safe in huge crowds. And this incident validated that. I mean, these things should never happen. But what I find really astounding is that there wasn't better security and crowd control measures in place. And I think that a lot is going to come out about what actually went down at this show, but it's just tragic. And the nine-year-old who's on life support, here's what I want yeah. to say. Parents, don't bring your tiny tots to a show by artists who are known to like stir up the crowd. Oh, yeah, yes. I agree, Gwen. I mean, I, I didn't know, I was unfamiliar with Travis Scott as a performer. To me, he same. was just Stormy's dad. Like I didn't, I knew he was a rapper. I 
I had never been to a Travis Scott show. I didn't know about like the hype of Astroworld. I really didn't know this was like this big of a deal. Um, and then after this happened, obviously I looked into it and the, it, there is obviously something to be said for the perpetuating of insanity that he wants at his shows and the type of crowd that then comes there and what they're looking for and how they want it to be this epic, crazy thing and how they're treating each other. And then, you know, it, it just, it, the whole thing seems to be, it's just very sad and preventable and, I mean, horrible. And his apology video was pathetic. So good try, Travis. But I, I, I have sadly been to a Travis Scott concert. Have you? And it, I have. And it is like reminiscent of the hard death metal rock concerts that I would never attend because I don't right. want my veneers getting knocked out. Exactly. Because there are mosh pits. That's sort of the vibe of Travis Scott's audience is like death metal rock mosh pits. He eggs them on. That's how it becomes epic through light violence, pushing. <laughs> you know, insane. that's really... It is insane. And I'm really not trying to put this all on Travis because he's sort of just hyping it up and it's not his job to control the crowd. You know, it's not his job to put safety protocols in place for a concert atmosphere. But I think everybody was at fault here. And I really hope we learn a lot from this. Um, like I said, the videos coming out of it are so sad that these poor kids are being crowd surfed out because of their wounds for the crowd. And another point we heard from a source close to Travis was that as soon as Drake came on stage, all of the security people at the place were, you know, filming the concert on their phones because Drake had just come out, the two biggest rapper there. So all of the security guards were also caught up in what was going on on stage. So I I think there is plenty of blame here to go around. I think everybody can have some of it. There have been 15, I believe, at this point, lawsuits filed against Travis and Live Nation, Rolling Loud, Astro World, all of this in wrongful death suits, as there sure have, because I have never heard of a better case for a wrongful dress, a wrongful death suit more than this. It is just so sad. And there's definitely well, going to be more to the story, because didn't the police just say that like the whole stabbing of injections wasn't real like i think there's like yes. misinformation all over the place here so when we first found out about the tragedy when it first broke over the weekend we thought that someone was walking around with needles injecting people and that was why people had to pass because someone was injecting people and then the security guards said that no he wasn't actually injected with a needle he was actually punched in the neck um, which I, I, that is maybe the most confusing thing I've ever heard mm -hmm. as someone who has been jabbed in the face with plenty of needles, if you know what I mean, <laughs> it does not feel like getting punched in the face. Um, but yeah, that was the original story. But I seriously. think there, a lot is going to come out that, that we don't know about yet. So it's, it's an ongoing investigation and story. Yeah. Interesting. And Wild. I know. I know T's and P's are thrown aloud a lot, but seriously, thoughts are yeah. with all of the family members of these poor deceased people and kids at the concert. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on and give some levity and talk about Aaron Rodgers and Shailene <laughs> Woodley. Sarah Huron, can you get into this mess where luckily no one has died yet, but a lot of people are afraid for their lives against Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, obviously I gave a little bit of backstory during my well when I was talking about Carrie Underwood, but if you've been living under a rock, Aaron Rodgers packed 
Green Bay Packers quarterback um, in August during a press conference when asked about the vaccine and the NFL and their protocols. He said that he was immunized and not, so he didn't say he was vaccinated, but obviously everybody took that as he was vaccinated. Right. There is very specific protocols that um, every NFL team, they're a little different based on the team from what I understand, but that they have to follow. And he was under the NFL's list as unvaccinated because he is, but um, he there he's been accused of breaking some protocols as his life as an unvaccinated football player, including doing press conferences without a mask on, um, maybe some workouts without a mask on. He is not happy that people are accusing him of lying. He did an interview, very lengthy interview. He had a whole list and he talked about his 500 pages of research and all this stuff and claimed he was allergic to some ingredients. We couldn't get this vaccine. Um, you know, got very angry that the NFL made him wear like a yellow bracelet because that identified his status. Um, he yeah. clearly is not pro back of pro coronavirus vaccine. Um, and it, the whole point was that, you know, he lied and put people yeah. in danger because he was not, you know, following the protocols and people were believing, he led people to believe one thing about himself when he didn't. Um, and he tried to turn it around into just they're shaming me and cancel right. culture. But like, either way, you lied, dude. Um, anyway, enter Shailene Woodley, his fiance, who the <laughs> one good thing that came from this is we're getting confirmation these two are still going strong because they have not been right. together in a while. And I was kind of wondering, um, but no, she has his back because a publication published photos of someone who they believed to be Aaron breaking his quarantine, walking around. It's not Aaron Rodgers. Um, this happens sometimes. I Paparazzi misidentify photos of celebrities. And of course, it is the journalist's job to verify them themselves. Um, but I'm sure these people were just trying to make a quick buck. An outlet fell for it, and Shailene decided to give us very interesting information to identify why it was indeed not her fiance Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and I quote, literally, y'all need to calm the F down. This is straight up hilarious. Random effing men on the streets of LA and saying it's him trying to disparage Aaron Rodgers. Breaking the rules on a Monday. Oh, the caption was breaking the rules on Monday. Rodgers was spotted grabbing coffee in Brentwood. It wasn't him. So Shailene said, quote, I know Aaron's body very well. First off, his feet. Ahem, and no offense to this rando dude, are a lot bigger. I mean, I can't. Then Chan. What the? Like, said, what? That is what she's focusing on? I know. Also, it's irresponsible. For all it's of just... those who know Aaron are beyond the obsessed sports stories. It's no secret that he has the hairiest hands on the effing planet. This oblivious homie clearly does not. Also, cute car dude, but Aaron would never drive this. These I don't get it. I don't get it, you guys, because here's the thing. <sighs> She's working. Working actors right now have to get tested, like, several, several times, times a, a day. Week. I mean, it's just yeah. – so it's I, – I just – I'm this whole thing confounds me. And that interview that he did, come on, dude. Painful. Painful. It's really not about the crime. It's the cover up here. Like, exactly. hey, he's allergic. To, he's allergic to something in the vaccine. He doesn't want to get it. That is really, sure. really up to him. Yes. But you can't lie about it right. and then like go about your life like you are. That is super, super shady. And spread misinformation it's about uh, your the things that you did to take like to try to prevent yourself from getting COVID or whatever. Like, it clearly didn't work. Right. But like, and spread misinformation. Like, I love all the fact check articles of like experts. So like, it'll be the Aaron Rodgers quote, and then like facts of why it's wrong. Yeah, like citing Joe Rogan as like yeah. your this is who you go to for health information. Come on, dude. 
come and Shailene citing hairy hands and feet as her I mean I know it wasn't him and I get why that that is like that being accused of breaking your quarantine isn't cool so I get why they're mad about that but the way it came off like she's like this middle school girl like having a burn book is just so lame (laughs) get a life so lame so lame cute car but Aaron would never yeah I mean that it's it's really really confusing to me I I I, it's, it's one of those celebrity quotes that yes it will be with me for the rest of my life Lady Gaga, I, I don't know if you know, but sometimes she wears some crazy dresses. <clears throat> um, and I'm not talking about the meat dress this time. She has unveiled some new information about a former dress. Uh, we, we can, she would like to call it an outfit to British Vogue. In her infamous 2011 entrance to the Grammys, everyone calls it the egg, but it is actually a vessel. She said, I was very particular about the way that fashion looked for this performance so much as the night before the performance, I said, the fashion's wrong. We don't have it. We need it to be latex. We need nude latex, she said. She was like, and if you know, it was tough to find latex on you anywhere other than a sex shop at that point. So we found a latex bus company that were using some of them to cover their seats and we bought it from the bus company. And that was sort of interesting. But the thing was, we all remember Lady Gaga being brought in in the vessel, not the egg, but definitely an egg. And she said, I was in the egg for three days. To be honest, at award shows, especially during this time, I didn't like to talk to people. I always felt it threw me off with my performance in a lot of ways, and it really is representative of my devotion to my craft that I wanted to be with myself. So she spent three days in the egg. I I, I don't want to ask about the potty. I don't <laughs> want to know what's going on. I hope she got out to use it. But that was that was sort of interesting to me this week. No one is more devoted to their craft when it comes to style than Lady Gaga. I can't think of another person in history who is more dedicated to their fashion game right. than Miss Lady Gaga. Oh, is that an objection? Yes, it's Kanye West. He thinks he is more dedicated. He just <laughs> sent me a text. Well, we are going to talk about him and he has a new girlfriend whose name I will learn perfectly as soon as she becomes a little more famous. Um, Kanye West and Vinitra. 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 I think it's Vinitra. Gorgeous. Gorgeous name. It's a pretty name. Really pretty. Okay, so Vinitra uh, has apparently been spending a lot of time with Kanye recently. She was in Miami with him uh, during the recording of his drink champs interview and was spotted last weekdays Sunday. It was spotted at last weekend Sunday service um, at Donda's Academy debut basketball game with him in Minneapolis. So something's definitely going on here. And FYI, on the same day that the news of him and Venetria broke, that's when page six revealed that the Kardashians are concerned about Kanye is taking the news of Kim and Pete saying that everybody in the family is working worried about how Kanye will react to him spending time with Ke- with Pete. Kanye recently said he still wants to be with her, so he can't be taking this well. And then like an hour later, it was like, oh, Kanye and Venetria, hottest couple in the world. So just wanted to point out the timing on that little mm-hmm. thing. What do we think about Kanye and his new beautiful, beautifully named lady? 
I mean, I think this is like such classic like dudes where he's going to go on the record and be like, I haven't seen the divorce papers, SNL making these jokes about me and divorce and like, what the heck's that about? Like I, my parents, my kids want us to be together trying to like make Kim look bad for not, for filing for divorce, but then secretly he has like a girl on the side and we know he had something going on with Irina. So I think Kanye's mm-hmm. playing both sides here and thinks he's like above it and is going to try to blame Kim for everything when like, I don't really think she had a choice, but to you know, take some space from him. And I believe that Kim would never try to like keep him from the kids or anything like that. So I think it's going to be the best for these two to be apart. And I am sure that he is spending time with this model. So go away. (laughs) In conclusion, conclusion, go home, Kanye. Go away. Gwen, please tell me the lovely news about Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde and why jewelry is the central topic of discussion for this lovely couple. I mean, really, guys, I have turned into a really big Harry Styles stan. I went to two I'm shows. I'm so jealous, Gwen. I saw your videos. Harry Bean, so much fun. So everybody knows that Harry Styles has incredible style, you know, no no pun intended with the Styles last name. Mm-hmm. His stylist is this guy, Harry Lambert. I encourage you all, if you're at all into Harry and his looks, to follow yeah. Harry Lambert on Instagram because he always gives Easter eggs about what Harry's going to take the stage in. And he's a super creative stylist. Gucci has been dressing Harry all through the Love on Tour tour. But he has also apparently been sporting some jewelry given to him by his paramour, Olivia Wilde. He loves these like old school rock star baubles and he's wearing tons of them. A source tells us that they are traveling with a trunk of this stuff, this jewelry that Olivia Wilde has apparently given Harry as a gift, as gifts, multiple. Um, A trunk? Maybe it's a small trunk. Maybe it's okay. a train case. But there are a lot of okay. pieces. Train case. Apparently, there are a lot of pieces that we haven't even seen yet. He changes it up while he's on stage. But you know what this says to me, guys? I was kind of thinking that, like, they weren't really the real deal. And this was, like, a little bit of publicity for the film that they did together. And, like, sure, she's having a good time abandoning her children and following him on tour. Gwen violence today. I think that maybe... There, he's attached to her. And I, I kind of like that he has been secretly wearing these pieces of jewelry. So now, you know, the Harry stands have to kind of look back at all of his onstage looks and try to figure out what piece was the gift from Olivia. It's kind of wild. I also like thinking that Olivia Wilde is a pirate who has a treasure chest exactly. full of jewelry that she gifted him, which is gold coins spilling out the side. That <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Perfect. thank you, my love, Olivia, from your, your booty is large this week. I will wear your, your precious gems. Well, that's adorable. Uh, this story, next story is a little adorable and a little cringeworthy uh, and something I would never, again, uh, speaking something I never thought I'd say, Prince George uh, eating live animals. Yes, it <laughs> happened. Prince George uh, once bravely consumed a live ant during an encounter with professional adventurer Bear Gryllis. 
Um, he is eight years old, just to remind you. He crossed paths with gorillas at the inaugural King's Cup Regatta on the Isle of Wingington, somewhere. And they, they met up at an event, let's say that. Bear Grylls, hey, um, was on Good Morning Britain. And he said, Prince George was down there. And just as we were chatting, a stream of ants went across his feet. Um, he and I looked at them and he looked at me with those amazed white eyes. And I said, come on we've got to eat one and he said oh really and we ate he said it was a privilege to give the future king his first aunt his eyes lit up as they do uh when with anyone when they're out in the wild and they face and overcome a new fear so that's good for him what a little hero and then during his acceptance speech bear his acceptance speech bear grills gave prince george a special shout out telling the crowd prince george you your first aunt you ate today that is a great moment well done you now will the like scotland yard be coming for him for feeding wild animals to the future king it seems i know they're probably fine to eat but usually i i would never choose to feed a royal a live animal but again i'm not bear grills and i have disagree no experience in this oh okay i have one thing to say and that is hashtag bring back fear factor with prince george Ooh, fun. As the host. Get it trending. Yes, as the host, as the star, as, as everything. Gwen Flamberg, Royal File, uh, what do you think about Bear Grylls giving Prince George uh, live ants to eat off of his shoe? Listen, I think that the British are not very adventurous eaters. So I really like seeing that Prince George just went for it. I think that only an eight-year-old would pull a stunt like this unless you're like, you know like Johnny Knoxville, right? right. So mm. I, I, I kind of like that Prince George is a little tiny bit like Johnny Knoxville. How about that? <laughs> Into it. It was a different side of the future king. Again, ingrained in my mind forever. Do you guys know what it's time for? I can't wait. I'm really excited. <laughs> Happy birthday. It's time for Celebrity Birthday oh. Boxing Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sing you a happy birthday song. Nobody wants to hear me do it. All right. Let us get into our birthday babies. All right, Gwen Flamberg, first one is going to you. We have Lord, who is still only 25. I can't believe year. it. Right? Lord, 25 this year, versus Megan Mullally, who is 62 this week. Uh, well, Megan Mullally is really funny, but I also think that she drinks a lot or at least her character and Will and Grace did. So I'm going to say that she's like sipping some wine and Laura, just the angel baby creature that she is, just kind of like swoops in and knocks Megan Mullally out of the ring. Uh, I like to think of Lord with black angel wings. It makes mm. me very happy in the mm -hmm. 70 birthday boxing ring. Glad you gave her those. All right, next one is to you, Sarah Heron. We have Nick Lachey, 48 years old, versus Cisco of Thong Song fame, who is 43 this week. Oh, wow. Um, well, first of all, Lord is my birthday twin, so a little upset you didn't give me her. But, um, oh, <laughs> Nick Lachey the versus the Thong Song. Wow, 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 yes. wow, wow, wow. Um, yes. You know, I'm Team Jessica. 
God. So I think we gotta give it to to Thong Song. <laughs> oh, great. Cisco has grabbed Cisco. his dog and suffocated Vic Lachey until he passed out. Exactly, That's exactly, what happened. Exactly. <laughs> his panties all over him. All right. The last bout we have for you, Gwen. We have Josh Peck of Drake and Josh, 35 years old, versus mm. Leonardo DiCaprio, who is 47 years old. I wonder who Gwen's gonna pick. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know of this show, Drake and Josh, didn't even know, but I can't believe that someone who was on a show called Drake and Josh is 35 now. Yeah, but Leonardo DiCaprio, exactly. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, eco-warrior, <laughs> allegedly, um, you know, star of one of my favorite films that might have been at the time or maybe even before the Drake and Josh show, which was Romeo and Juliet. Oh, definitely there was before Drake definitely, and Josh. I think it was Drake the 20th anniversary this week and You're soon. Correct. Forget, you know, his turn in Titanic, which I liked. Some people didn't. But Leonardo DiCaprio, like, can do no wrong. Get on your bicycle, put your newsboy cap on, and just roll over this Josh or Drake or whoever this is. Josh, Josh Peck. Sorry. Bye-bye. Josh I prefer Peck. Orville Peck. He's very Mr. Orville Peck. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio has pushed this man off of the wooden Sorry door and man. saved his frozen self. And Josh Peck goes drowning into the sea to find the heart of the ocean. Well, Sarah, it's the big finale. We have Lord, your birthday twin with her black angel wings swooping above. We have Cisco, who is armed with his thongs of suffocation. And we have Leonardo DiCaprio, who is now holding an icy piece of wood. Who is going to take it home? Oh, wow. There's just so much to unpack there. But instead, I'm just going to say Leo and stick with everything. Every, I'll, I'll co-sign everything Gwen said. Oh, yes. He has smacked the, the angel of death, Lord, and the thong carrier, Cisco. Congratulations, Leonardo DiCaprio. 47 years old. You still got it. You look great. You're never going to lose it. Thank you to Leo for being such an inspiration in celebrity birthday boxing. And to my hosts, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. This is Travis Kern on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion thing of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, they're, they're just like, like us. Best one yet. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week. And maybe Kim and Pete will be broken up. Maybe not. We'll see. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>